So turn to lesson number one. Why must we start at this place, God? Because the Christian faith is not just a faith or a religion that is to help us live better lives. All right? Many people have a religion because they want to have a moral life, um, um, guided life. Well, of course, the Bible provides that. But the key aim of the Word of God is to reveal God to us. Because without knowing God, you cannot be saved. Without knowing God, and even if you're saved and you barely know God, well, you can be saved by knowing the gospel, but you will live a life that is cold, a life that is without love, very little love towards Him, very little service towards Him. It will be a life that is lived just for yourself because you see God exists for you and not you for God, right? So why does basic Bible knowledge start with the understanding of God? Because it is all, it is all about God, not you and I. In fact, the more you know of God, the more you will understand yourself and the more you will appreciate who you are before God. You will appreciate God's love more and you will love Him more. So it begins with God. Now turn to your BBK books. Now the study of God, all right? What is the study of God? You hear the word theology, theology, all right, theology. What is theology? It comes from the word, two, two Greek words, theos and logos. Theos is God, right? Theos, God. And logos is the word, the, the teachings, the concepts. So theology is, is the understanding of God, is the highest knowledge. You want to have the highest knowledge in this world, no matter how intelligent you are, don't pursue, pursue the things of the world. Pursue God. That is where you will be the wisest person on earth. All right, so it's a study of God, theology. So look at um, the first paragraph. Now, when we speak about God, we do, not, we do so sorry, with profound respect and reverence. For we are speaking of the great creator of the universe and all things. Now, but we are feeble and finite creatures because God is infinite. Then our understanding is limited. We cannot know anything about God except the things He pleases to reveal to us. You must understand this. Men have written many books according to the ideas about what God is, who God is. Now, we can imagine we can make God in our own image. Imagine God should be like that, should be like that, or like this. Now, we must start at the right place. We cannot know God except He reveals Himself to us. And He reveals Himself to us through His Word. Now, the first and basic condition which we must recognize if we are to succeed in our quest to know Him is to understand this. I cannot know God. I cannot know God. Why is that so important? Until you and I are so humble and really say, Lord, there is, I have no understanding, there is no knowledge in me about you. The things that I hear about you, well, they are the imaginations of men. God, please, 
please reveal yourself to me in your word. When you begin with that humility, you will know God. Why many do not come for Bible studies? Why many who just attend basic Bible knowledge when they say, I know enough already. <clears throat> Why some who hardly know also do not come? Because we are too proud. <clears throat> we think that we can know God by our own imaginations. So until the Christian, like Calvin says, accept that or come before God with humility, with humility, with humility, you'll be too proud. Even when God shows you who he is from his word, you will be arguing with him. No, God, you cannot be like that. No, you, you should not be like that. In my mind, God should be like that. That's why there are many Christians today who keep changing churches. Because when they go to a church that soundly teach what God is, they say, no, no, I cannot accept that God is like that. So the study of, <clears throat> or rather I say, that to know God, you must be so humble that if God says that and you see that in his word, not the words of men, then you just have to say, Lord, you are infinite. I do not understand, but that is what you reveal to me, that that is what you are. All my ideas of who you are, I cast aside and I embrace what you tell me about who you are. Now, next, second paragraph. Now, in the last part, God does not have to prove his own existence. Yet there is no excuse for man to know that he is and he has revealed himself. Now, can you please read together with me Romans 1, 19, 20, reading. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed, on, showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So now God, those who say, well, I don't believe that there is God. Or maybe for us, we say, well, you know, um, how do we know that God is so powerful? Now God says his creation even things that you do not see. Do you see gravity? Can you even see the formulas of all the scientific laws? You cannot see physically. You just know they're there. And many of these things are beyond our understanding. The fact that it is like that, then you know that is an infinitely wise God. I do not see him. But he's so infinite. I just simply grasp what, try to grasp whatever he reveals of himself to me. Now then next, it is important to stress again, as I've been stressing, man by his own thinking and searching cannot understand God. We are finite, totally unable to discover the infinite God. God says, canst thou by searching find out God? Canst thou find out the Almighty unto perfection? Never. On your own, in other words, you go and read books of philosophies, ideas of men, and you sit there and you meditate and you philosophize, you still cannot know God. It's simply humbly going to the Word of God and read and let Him tell you who He is. Many Christians do not let God tell us who He is. God, you should not do that, even when they read the Bible. God, you should not send anyone to hell. God, I cannot accept that. Now, next... God says, let's read Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 together. Let's read. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher 
than earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See? It is like an, an, a little ant, a little ant, trying to understand you, an adult, a, a, a fully grown human being, trying to understand a professor in a university who explains, for example, how a building is constructed. The formulas, the laws, is like an ant crawling in, the, in that building and say, well, I understand. Infinitely more in comparison, we live in God's universe. We can hardly understand a fraction of God's creation. Now, when we think about not just his power, we think about his, his, the way he thinks. You have to know that it is infinitely above us. His thoughts are above you. So when you start to say, you know, there are some things I read in the Bible I cannot accept about God. You must simply say, Lord, you, your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. I'm influenced by the world. You are pure. You are holy. You are infinite in wisdom. You know, it's like a child. A child, look at the parent doing something. The parent may be doing something very sound, very safe, very good. But the child cannot understand. Why can't I eat McDonald's every day? To the child, it is so good, so tasty. It is still meat, right? Potato fries, fries are still, still vegetable, right? Is, is potato vegetable? You know, it's something good, right? It's, it's something good for my body. Why? They cannot understand how much more. And when we withhold McDonald's from the kid every day, you know, like KFC, right? Their advertisement, I don't care. <laughs> it's not healthy, but I don't care. I love it. The child says, I love it. I don't care, but the parent will withhold. I don't understand. You don't love me. You must not. I think you can, cannot say that you love me. You don't give me what I want. Then as the child grows up, he knows more, right? So unless we keep accepting the ways of God, learning about Him, then more and more we begin to, well, His thoughts becomes our thoughts. His ways, our ways. Then we begin to grow. Now, Christians are constantly exposed to the philosophies of the world, to the new ideas of the liberals in churches, to the point where many parts of scriptures are just said, no, God is not like that, so ignore that part. No, this I, because God cannot be like that, so this must be added in the Bible. God is not like that. God did not do that. God did not wipe out the Amalekites. God cannot be so unloving. So this part must be invented by hateful men. And they keep striking out, striking out, because they don't know God. They don't know that. They don't know the holiness of God. So we behave like that. Maybe you have friends like that. They tell you about things like that. And if you don't keep studying the Word of God, ask, understand. You will begin to think like the modernists, the liberals, who reject many aspects of God that to, that to this point today, they simply say, Jesus is not God. That's it. You will become that one day, an, eighth, uh, um, an apostate. So accept that God is infinitely wise. All right, next, page two. All right, the next one, quickly. Now then we ask, how has God revealed himself to me? Because now I know I must 
I must accept God's revelation, not my sit at home, well, attend some Bible studies, that's good enough. No, I must get God's revelation. God's revelation, how does He reveal Himself to us? First, always remember these three things. Huh? Theology across the Bible. Number one, by His creation, we read that just now. The fact that there is creation to believe in evolution is to believe in an impossibility. And in evolution, they cannot explain the, the origin of life. But because we think it's so-called scientific, we accept the world's thinking. By his creation, the fact that there is a creator, oh sorry, the fact that there is the existence of this marvelous creation that is beyond our understanding, people who cannot accept God, have you become like one of them? You just say, no, I cannot accept that God created. It came through Big Bang. It came through this explosion, this chance. But God says, by creation, you must know that I exist, an infinite, superior, supreme being that exists by creation. Right? I always use this example. Is you're, you're sitting there, and you just keep telling me when I tell you, you know, at a certain point in time, in, on this piece of land, an architect designed this building, and a group of people built this building, and, and when you flip the switch, electricity come on because someone put those things in there. And you say, no, I don't believe it. I really think there was a very big earthquake in Perth, and then this building fell together like that. And there's water when I turn on the tap, there's light when I switch on, and then when, when we speak, there is microphone all uh, broadcasting. In, all these things exploded one day. Yeah, the chances are, are I know, impossible, but, but I believe that. And no one believe you saying that there is a creator. Someone created, someone built. All right, so God says by creation, you already know that it's a supreme infinite being. Who in this room will say, you know, I know so I know everything about this being, how this works, how the, how the video camera can pan and zoom and can, I can explain in absolute detail. You know you cannot. Just a building itself. You know, there's so many things. And you humbly say, I will slowly learn. Right? By his creation. So, number one, it's called general knowledge. God just simply said, by creation, you cannot deny that it's a supremely, infinitely um, sovereign being above all. Think of the universe, right? Then number two, by his inspired word. By his inspired word. The Bible now, this is not general revelation anymore. This is specifically going to a place called the Bible, the book, where God gives special revelation. Now God created and he says, just look around you. There must be a supreme being. How to know this supreme being now specifically to the living word, the, sorry, to the Bible, the written word. Now, Christian, you want to love God more. You want to grow spiritually. You have to go to the Bible. It's like a student who says, I want to go to university. I want to grow in my knowledge. I want to graduate. I want to be able to do certain things. And say, but I don't believe in textbooks. I don't believe 
in going to the university. I don't believe in, you know, I'm, I'm a self-made man. I can figure all these things out. There are people like that, you know. And you look in your heart, you say, these people are just so foolish, so proud, so silly. But we, many of us, are like that when it comes to God. Why are churches empty today? Well, it could be because the churches don't teach. So people want to go and learn this. The Word of God is not taught. But here, week after week in churches where the Word is faithfully taught, Bible lessons keep going on, BBK keeps cycling. But we don't go. Why? Why? Because we are not interested to know about God more specifically. If you are a believer, it is only natural that you will have that desire. If you do not, you absolutely no, don't care. Do not, not interested. You must check your salvation. It's like a child. You say, I'm a child of God. You say, I am my father's child. But you have absolutely no care, no love, no concern for your parent. Not interested at all. It is very doubtful that this person whom you call, who you, believe, you say is your father, your parent, you really believe in your heart he is. It is impossible. God says, my sheep will hear my voice. The sheep will have a desire. They will run towards the, the, the shepherd. So you must, you must check. If really, God, I just want to know a little bit and then that's enough. Doesn't mean you're saved. Be very sure. The sheep naturally desires to be close to the Savior. Right? So the Bible, the special revelation. Why do you think Satan attacks the Bible endlessly through the ages try to burn it try to eliminate it cannot do that now this this um now um um disrupts it right change it so that well i can't destroy it completely then the best way is to change it why do you think he do that he does it all the time because it is the only thing that you can know god better I hope that you resolve in your heart in 2022. I will start learning. And do not come and say, well, I know that already. I heard that already. Bible, the God says, precept upon precept. Keep coming, keep learning. Yes, you may know some things already. In there, some things you begin to learn. Which of you go to university? Well, I know that formula, I know that formula. All those things, at every lesson, they get revisited. They get used to build you up to the next one, to point you to why this thing works like that because of these basic formulas. So if you, in your heart, still think, I, I know enough, that's good enough, then you will not grow. All right, precept upon precept. God says patiently, patiently, learn. Those who keep coming, talk to them. They'll say, I keep learning. Yes, I heard some, but it becomes deeper now. It becomes clearer now. So the word, is it a big part of your life? In your quiet time, in your own Bible reading, is it a, do you keep remembering? We started that on Tuesday night, right? Do you keep remembering, revisiting, revising? Now, not just that, then the third one, by his son, the living word. So number two is the written word, special revelation. Then number three, the living word, by the Lord Jesus Christ's life. By the Lord Jesus Christ's life. Now, Christ told his disciples many times, you have not seen the Father. You cannot know him. But when you see me, you have seen the Father. 
Christ encapsulates, reveals the character, the person, the commandments of God to men. Right? So, now this is not saying, now I need to go and look for Jesus. Let's see. They say Jesus is in the desert. Let's see. They say Jesus is in that country. That Jesus is in that God. He appeared in that room. Or let me start praying. Jesus, can you please appear to me and be the living guide of my life? Now, this is not saying that. The charismatics proclaim that. Now, the living word simply means the life of Christ. It is encapsulated in the Gospels. The Gospels are very special. Right? You can keep reading, reading, reading through your life. You will see more and more of God. So, his teachings, his living in the Gospels, that is where you will see the living God. Now, look at, all right, point one, I've said general revelation. Now, general revelation you see around us, it tells you that there is God. But general revelation is only able to tell you that God exists. Special revelation is needed for men to know how to be reconciled with God. All right? So men can look and say, well, I believe that there is God. Maybe that's you. I believe there's God. Yeah, it has to be a God. These people are silly to say that there is no God. Can you be saved? No. Just because you you believe that God exists, you cannot be saved because you do not know the way. You come up with your own idea how to be saved. Are you clear? When God says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, the way, what is the way? Which one? Which way? Is it by works? By faith, what it means? Right? We'll study all that. But specific revelation is, special revelation is the only way you know how to come to God, be reconciled with Him, and then continue to know how to please Him. A Christian who says, well, I, I believe that there is a God. I've also known the way that salvation is by faith, not by good works. I cannot wash away one single sin. So I've asked Him to forgive me and be my God and my Savior. I truly trust Him, depend on Him alone. Is that enough? No, because... The whole point of God saving you is then you will walk on this earth having a life that is conformed to His image, that is holy, that is a witness for Him, that walks close with Him, that knows the fellowship with Him, that serves Him, that worships Him, that loves Him. This fellowship, again, you cannot know how to unless you go to special revelation, all right? So the Christian must see that there is no way you can know God, no way you can know how to love Him, no way what, no, to know how it, what pleases Him in your life. Is your present life pleasing Him? I don't care. Oh, yes, I want to know. Then you have to go to special revelation, special revelation. Now then, the next one. Now, if you turn to your BBK books, um, under page four, page four, right? Now, then the third one, about God being his son. God's son, God's son. Now, then this is about Christ, the third one. How do you view Christ? 
How you view Christ is crucial, my friends. Because Christ, you're a wrong view of Christ means you believe in a false Christ. You made up your own minds about what Christ, who Christ is and therefore who God is. Now look at chapter 3, uh, point number 3. Can you read Hebrews 1.1 1, 1 together with me? Hebrews 1.1. 1. Now God, who at sundry times and diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Now then, the next one, all right, John 14 and 9. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And then it says, he, hath, he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Now then, next, let's read. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, we have looked upon and with our hands handled of the Word of life, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you. The Bible declares unto us, Christ. Always compare the Christ that is in your mind that you've made up or what you hear about with the Word of God. Now the Gospel in Matthew tells us that describe Jesus as King. You say, why, why are there three Gospels? Four, right? The unison of the Gospels, Synoptic Gospel 3, and then there is another. Why, why four? Now, if you, if you want to know the life of Christ, if you want, you can write this down in your BBK. Now, the, the Gospel of Matthew reveals Christ as King. So the Gospels together reveal the various aspects of Christ. Matthew reveals Christ as King. Mark reveals Christ as the servant, the lowly servant. Luke describes his reveals his humanity, right? Jesus as 100% man. John reveals his deity, that Jesus is 100% God. Now, together with this, so when you read the gospel, know what aspect God is trying to reveal about himself to us. Then you read it with much joy. Now, then we come to learn the nature of God. So he said, now I know that I must humbly go to the Word. The Word is the only place where I can know God. And God wants me to read the Bible myself. And God has also put the church there for me to learn. Just like you humbly, you study at home. Good. That's good, students. Keep studying at home. But you can't say, I'm not interested to go to university where there are trained people who spend their life knowing the subject well and teach me all the details correctly. Some are very proud. They say, I, I don't need. You have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit. I, I can read and know, understand the Bible myself, teach my family myself. I don't need to attend Bible studies taught by even people that God says, I gave gifts of pastors and teachers. God said, I give gifts. Means God said, I intend that these people will be given the gift and they are gifted to you to teach you. So I don't need those. Now, just the other day, someone asked me after one of the worship services, he said, you know, Pastor, is it really true that, that pastors need to go to Bible college and that we need to go to church to listen to um, people teach us? 
We all can read the Bible and understand ourselves, right? So I asked him, and he said something like, yeah, we, we're all human, you know, God loves all of us, we're all the same, God can reveal the same to all of us, and we all have the Holy Spirit. So I say, well, if you were to, you were sick and you lie on an operating table, all right, and someone comes in, and you look at the person, looks good, looks very clever, but the person is a very, very well-known engineer, not doctor. Would you let him operate on you? Would you go up an aeroplane that someone tells you, I know, we're all human. You see, I've, I've watched videos. I've, I've tried simulator. Don't worry. I'm good enough. Would you trust your life on the plane with him? Say, thank you very much. I'll wait for a real trained pilot, a person who, is, who has real, the real knowledge. You won't do that. The idea today in many churches is do not need trained people. Do not need to go to Bible college. That is the great deception. So people teach whatever they want, whatever they think. That is how you destroy churches. That is Satan's good plan. So I now understand that I must humbly learn. I must go where there are gifts of pastors and teachers and humbly learn, right? Now, so then let's begin with what is God. Now let me ask you today, if someone were to pick you, well, you share the gospel, all right? You share the gospel, all right, Thomas? You share the gospel, you go to church, and you go to work, and you really want people to know God, all right? Then you keep talking about God. Then one day your colleague is very curious and say, Thomas, but what is God? What would you say? What is God? God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his. <laughs> okay, roughly, but pretty good place to start. God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. Right? So when you are unable, what is God? And they say, yeah, that's true. What is God? Now, we are Christian for a long time. We cannot explain what is God. We can't even define. Say, God, God is God. Lah. You know, believe in Him. Do you think they are interested? Say, I don't think this God is real or is, is meaningful. Because Christians keep talking about Him, but you can't tell me what is God. What is God? Now, every year we memorize this. All right? The definition of God from the Bible. Now, before we start the memory memorizing, uh, some of you are very familiar, some are new, so please be patient and please revise yourself, all right? At least in your heart, you must be able to say what is God. And when you know, after being memorizing, after knowing the various aspects of God, then as you read the Bible, every aspect becomes brighter and brighter to you. Right? That is why in school they make you memorize certain formula. Why? Because as you use the formula because you memorize it, they say, ah, you see, ah, now I understand why this thing works. Because this formula pluck, plucked in there. Now, this works. So please don't, don't look at memorizing things. Like what is God? Ah, these are for children to memorize. I'm an adult. I don't need to memorize things. 
Then year after year after year, you read the Bible, you don't see anything about God because you're not humble enough to say, yeah, I know, the children memorize. I'm an adult, I'm a senior, right? I'm a parent. I memorize too because I need to at least have this overall picture of God. Then when I read the Bible, I see the various aspects. It begins there, all right? So you all know the story very well, right? Now, the definition comes from the Westminster Divines, the group of holy men, they came together and then they say, we need to write a set of, of um, questions. Write a set of questions and um, answer the, the attacks of, of Christ, of, in Christendom today. So in Christendom at that time, there were a lot of people attacking Christianity. Within Christianity, many false thinking, false ideas about Christianity. People come up with their own ideas. Then God will raise this group of men in, um, in the Westminster um, 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 building, that place, godly men who knew the Bible very well to set up definitions, not their definitions, all together in the Bible, all the different, all the different verses that put to, when put together shows you the different aspects of God and the answers to different doctrines in Christianity to defend false teachers, to build up strong foundation in the believer. All right. So it began with them asking these young men, "Now, you have the, you have the duty to." Right, to answer the question, what is God? So this person, he says, well, I'm, the, I'm one of the youngest here. You're all so senior. I, I don't want this task. Give me something else to him. The most important question is to be able to define to Christian what is God from the Bible, right? They say, please, not me. But the older divines say, no, you are chosen. You do it. They say, okay, I will do it on the condition that you all pray for me. Because to him, he said the great burden of defining God for the generation from the Bible, of course, right? He said, how can I do that? They said, all right, we'll pray for you. So they all bowed their heads. They said, let's pray, let's pray. And he, and he was, I think, the one who began praying. He said, all right, I'll start praying. And then he began by praying. God, basically along the line of God, how, how do I explain you to men? You who are a spirit, you are a spirit. So they imagine they all bow there. You are a spirit. Infinite. Eternal. And yet unchangeable in all your aspects, your, your traits, your being, your power. Right? Your being, your wisdom, your power, holiness, your justice, your goodness, your truth. How, how do I even begin to define you? Now just as when he was praying these words, someone said, wow. And he wrote it down. He wrote down his prayer. They say, I think it's done. This is God. Because they know the word of God so well. And they say, this is such a good description of God. God used that meeting. Right? So, now what we're going to memorize next is, 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 this is the background. But it's very scriptural because when you go to your Westminster Confession of Faith and you study what is God, every statement has Bible verses to it. And we are going to study Remember, BBK, the first place to start is know God. Don't keep coming to church. Uh, I'm not interested in knowing God. I just, I'm just interested. How will God bless me? 
How would, when will God answer this prayer of mine? When will God do that for me? When will God give me a job? Oh, you mean we're not going to talk about that? You're going to tell me who God is? I'm not interested. We shouldn't be like that. All right? So, now, if you would turn your BBK books to page 383. All right, 383. Now, I hope that that is a new book. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't copy down. But basically, if you turn to the Westminster um, Confession of Faith, 383, the back. All right, now look at the short, sorry, it's the shorter catechism. Question number four, can we read together? What is God? God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. All right, so next week, I want you to come, all prepared, memorize, have memorized this. Now look up here, I'll help you to remember. Now what is God? No use being able to just say it, huh? but you have to understand what it means. But it begins with being able to say. It begins with being able to say. So what is God? God is a spirit. It begins there. We study next week. What does it mean? God is a spirit. And he is infinite. All right? And he is eternal. And he is unchangeable. I put it like that. Huh? Unchangeable. All right? He is all these things, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable, in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. Now, God is infinite in his being. God is infinite in his wisdom. God is infinite in his power. God is, and God is all this, infinite in all this. God is eternal in all this. God is unchangeable in all this. So for them, every single part, they will give you many Bible verses to tell you why God is that. See, these people, they know God so well from the Bible. They know the Bible so well that even when they pray, they pray such holy prayers. Right? So next week, we will, we will revise this and then we'll study each aspect. Study each aspect. Then you will know your God more. Right? Want to try once? Let's go. God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, unchangeable in his being wisdom power holiness justice goodness and truth if you can't even say that you won't see god when you read the bible it's just all over the place let us pray